In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. Crews are going to be out again today searching Lake Austin for a missing teenager. Austin Travis County EMS responding yesterday after a boat hit the shoreline. I want to show you where this happened. Near River Terrace Circle in northwest Austin, that teen is missing. Six people were hurt. The fire department says a boat went over the wake of another boat and then lost control. That boat then hit the bank of Lake Austin, ejecting at least one person. A lake that is as, as narrow as it is, it gets very crowded very fast. You get a lot of cross currents, you get a lot of cross wakes. And so if you're just plowing down the lake, as fast as your boat will go, you can have an accident. And more on those six people hurt. Four people went to the hospital. Two refused to be taken there by ambulance. Also today, not the only water rescue that we're covering on our lakes over the weekend. On Lake Travis, investigators say a person died following a crash involving a boat with 14 people on board and a person on a jet ski. First responders were called to Captain Pete's Boathouse on Lake Point Cove just before 3 yesterday afternoon. And KXA and Sarah Alshay talked to a man who says he saw first responders trying to save that person's life. Eventually they stopped CPR and brought out a blanket and yeah, at that point we knew that he had passed. It was nothing Benton Travis expected to see on a Sunday afternoon while playing music at Captain Pete's Boathouse on Lake Point Cove. They asked us uh, over the microphone if we would announce if there was a doctor in the house. I peeked around the corner and saw a damaged uh, pontoon boat. Passenger on board, they were uh, you could see him doing compressions for CPR. Multiple agencies responded. Travis says he saw the Travis County Sheriff's Office and Travis County Starflight arrive on scene. A jet ski had struck the boat and hit the passenger from what we were told. A little before 3 p.m., Austin Travis County EMS said it responded to a boat jet ski incident involving possibly four to five people. About an hour later, officials confirmed an adult died at the scene after CPR was unsuccessful. ATC EMS said four additional people were taken to hospitals of them for non-life-threatening injuries. One was taken via Starflight. The Travis County Sheriff's Office says the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department is leading the investigation since the crash involved a boat. Travis says his heart goes out to everyone involved. I'm sure the, the poor person driving the jet ski, you know, he didn't have those intentions. Yeah, my heart goes out to them and, you know, the people who lost a loved one today. It's just really sad. Sarah Olshah, KXAN News. Austin Travis County EMS says these jet ski accidents don't happen very often. They say they responded to an incident July 3rd, another fatal crash on Lake Austin in July of 2022. Going in depth on this, KXAN has been tracking the number of deaths on Lake Travis. It's the most popular body of water in Central Texas. It's seen more than 60 deaths since 2010 when the Sheriff's Office began keeping official records. The worst year, 2021, when 10 people died. Every other year saw at least one person die, and at least 10 bodies have never been recovered. KXAN series The Wake, Secrets of Lake Travis looks into all of this. You can watch and read our in-depth report on KXAN.com. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry.
Well, good morning. We start with a live look outside, taking you up to North Austin R&D domain camera, showing some of that low cloud cover up top, but dry across the entire central Texas area. Your temperatures are in the upper 70s to low 80s, 81 Georgetown, 80 in Bastrop, 79 here in the city of Austin. We've got more of those low 80s out west. West of I-35, Hill Country, you are waking up to a warm start, but most of us are within about one to two degrees of where we were yesterday morning, and we're going to see a very similar afternoon play out. But today's a big day. Welcome back, Austin ISD students and teachers. We've also got Fredericksburg ISD heading back to the classroom, as well as Maynard ISD. Now, it is going to be very hot out there for recess. We're talking a high of 106, 10% chance of an isolated storm, but I don't think that's going to affect the school day. That'll mainly be later this evening. So coming up, we'll talk more about the timing of today's storm chance. There's going to be a slight nudge in our temperatures late week, and and yes, you can expect more of those heat alerts to continue. We'll talk more about it coming up in your first morning forecast. Okay, Kristen, as you mentioned, the first day back for class for Austin ISD students. But before class starts, a couple things you should know. AISD is going to be providing free breakfast and lunch to all students. Close to 74 schools in the district. The meals will be provided through a program for schools in low-income areas. The district also preparing for a new state law requiring an armed security officer on every campus. The district police department currently has 82 full-time police officers, but the district would like to hire more than 70 new officers to cover all 78 elementary campuses to meet those new requirements. And a heads up for teachers, the pay increase approved by the board in May takes effect on your August 15th paycheck. Governor Greg Abbott and University of Texas leadership holding a press conference today. They're going to be talking at the University of Texas System Administration Building. It's at 2 this afternoon. We don't know for sure what they're going to talk about, but we do plan to have that live stream for you over on KXAN.com. Search for victims continues on the island of Maui. What we know this morning as the number of people dead continues to climb. And the steps the government is taking for things to get things moving as they're trying to break a backlog while veterans are waiting for important benefits. Good morning, a live look outside up from our Indeed Domain Tower camera looking out at Q2 Stadium. Happy to have you here with us on this Monday. The search for victims continues on the island of Maui. Survivors beginning that long process of rebuilding their lives after many lost everything to those destructive wildfires. At least 96 people are dead, making this the deadliest fire in modern U.S. history. Jay Gray has the latest from Hawaii. The images don't begin to show the extent of what's been lost here. Our cars are burned up, their friends are dead, the dogs and animals are dead. Everybody's dead. There's dead people in the water. For those that call this island home, the horror is overwhelming. Areas including historic Lahaina ravaged by the fire. More than 2,000 structures, homes and businesses now rubble and ash. Tourists in this vacation paradise replaced by first responders, recovery teams, and cadaver dogs. Their grisly task made even more difficult by the intensity of the flames. The remains we're finding is through a fire that melted metal. We have to do rapid DNA to identify them. So just understand what this thing is because none of us really know the size of it yet. 
Less than 10% of the burned out communities have been searched and already more than 90 victims identified. Hawaii's governor worried about what the growing effort could ultimately reveal. As a physician, it is a harrowing sight in Maui. Uh, when those police and this division do come across uh, scenes in houses or businesses, is very difficult. Survivors. We need medicine. We need pillows, blankets, food. Struggling through at times unbearable pain. I haven't gotten a break and I've just been like, I have to help, like I have no other option. Aching as they try to figure out what's left and what comes next. Jay Gray, NBC News, Maui. Just horrific there. Still ahead, frustration continuing to build for some over the bus driver shortage across the country. How you can follow the rules on the road and respect the drivers working here in Texas. And why you might have seen a large police presence out in Cedar Park over the weekend. Good morning, a live look outside up from our Indeed Domain Tower camera. Few clouds in the sky, but it's going to be another hot one as we kick off first day of school at Austin ISD, Maynard ISD, Fredericksburg ISD. And that first day of school excitement that families normally feel has in some cases been replaced by frustration. The country facing a troubling bus driver shortage. It's caused by a lack of competitive pay, recruiting problems, and strict regulations. Researchers say it's affecting 80% of districts nationwide. The problem's touching both cities and suburbs. One district in Kentucky forced to cancel almost a week of school because of transportation troubles. Closer look at just how bad the shortage is and the temporary solutions currently underway coming up this morning on Today. And as we gear up for the first day back in the classroom, a reminder about driving around school buses. It's illegal to pass a school bus actively loading or unloading passengers. Passing on either side can lead to a fine of anywhere from $500 to more than $1,200 here in Texas. Texas law says that drivers must stop when a bus extends its stop sign or turns on its flashing red lights. When a bus is stopped, drivers traveling on either side of the road must come to a complete stop. If the roadway is separated by a physical barrier, like a raised median, for example, drivers do not have to stop for a school bus. A road is not considered separated by left turn lanes only, so drivers must stop for school buses in that case. And drivers can only pass a school bus if the flashing lights are no longer activated or if it's resumed driving. So big picture, waiting a few minutes behind or near a school bus when it's loading, offloading kids. Mm -hmm. Definitely worth it, even if it yes. makes you a little bit late to where you're going. Absolutely. And I always kind of think, is there a cement barrier or some sort right. of big old median in between me and the other side? If not, if I'm not, stopping. That's like right. that's just that's a, right. a rule of thumb there. But we're excited. We're so excited to see <laughs> uh, the kids go back to the classroom. Teachers as well. Happy first day. Let me show you what's in store for your bus stop planner as well as recess, Tom, because we do have a few showers up here in the panhandle. Not expecting 
expecting those uh, to come down just yet. We do have an itty bitty rain chance later on today. We'll get to that in just a second, but let's get you out the door first. 79 degrees this morning. Feels like temperature already in the 80s. We do have a little bit of humidity in play today. So that forecast high of 106 could potentially feel up to about 110 here in Austin. We're going to see even higher values likely east of I-35 where we see even more of that moisture and more of that humidity. So here's your air temperatures for today. Forecast highs pretty much above 100 degrees, but I'm going to tell you right now, those 104s, 103s we've got out towards Bastrop, Fayette County, probably going to feel more like 110, if not even 115 in spots. So that's where we've got heat advisories. That's where we've got excessive heat warnings covering up every county here in the KC and viewing area. These heat alerts kick in at noontime. Those will continue until 9 p.m. Now that itty bitty storm chance, this is going to be an actually uh, a weak boundary coming in across the northern counties. Technically, yes, by definition, it's a cold front, but you're not going to see or feel any sort of major difference in those temperatures. We're only losing maybe one to two degrees between today and tomorrow, but I'm hoping we can squeeze out a few isolated storms. 10, 10%, it's not much, but you know what? At this point, we've gotten several days, if for some of us, several weeks without rain. So we'll take a 10% where we could get it. 10% today, 10% tomorrow. Again, just that little boundary sinking in from the north. It's going to shift our winds. It'll take off one to two degrees from those highs. It's still going to be hot. Don't get me wrong. 106 to 104 is not anything I think a lot of us will be joyful over, but we'll take what we can get. Hotter temperatures Thursday, Friday as that heat dump gets closer to us. You could see the winds coming in too. Likely to see that high fire danger creep back up Thursday into Friday. Over the weekend, pair of 105s, both Saturday, Sunday. Overnight lows will be in those mid to upper 70s moving forward. Sounds good. Thank you, Kristen. More patrols are headed to the heart of 6th Street in Austin, but this new help is not going to be wearing a badge. A group of business owners say they've been forced to hire private security guards because of rising crime. KXAN's Brianna Hollis explains how they can help and why businesses say they can't rely on police. New faces protecting 6th Street. It's honestly the best news because every day is unsafe. Every day you don't know what's going to happen. A group of businesses, including Stream Realty and the Driscoll, hired private security guards to patrol during the day. The guard we spoke with says his main focus is to break up groups of people loitering in the street. Often, he says, it's people experiencing homelessness. We've had people that live here that have been chased, assaulted, spit on. The guards patrol 6th and Brazo streets from the corner to the nearest alleys. APD says it has increased patrol operations to prevent an increase in crime but, quote, cannot commit these resources to certain areas 24-7. It's not anything that we take lightly. Councilmember uh, Zoe Caudry believes the quickest cure to downtown safety woes is securing another long-term police contract with the Austin Police Association. What is your comment to the fact that businesses felt like they were in such a desperate situation that they needed to put forth their own money to hire private security? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, any concerns that I have are, are valid. The guard we spoke with says he can ask people gathering on the street to move, but he doesn't have much more authority than that unless someone puts their hands on him. If things escalate, the guard says he'll flag down nearby APD officers or DPS troopers, which is what you see here. It's been very significant since we've seen those patrols happen. A small chance of hope to business owners and people walking around. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. The Austin Police Department says it consistently tries to connect people experiencing homelessness downtown with services to help them.
Veterans around the country are facing a bureaucratic backlog. It is slowing their efforts to get health care, and today's the deadline for veterans to receive their maximum benefits under the PACT Act. This allows for veterans to have easier access to care for illness caused by exposure to toxic burn pits. In Texas, about 95,000 veterans have applied for these benefits since January, about half still waiting on a decision. The Biden administration tells us it's hired 5,000 VA staffers, additional staffers, to help process these claims as quickly as possible. There's more resources now available at the VA uh, to help you uh, to get to, to make sure that the, the wait list isn't very long and that you'll get seen and, uh, and get the care so that you can start living a more healthy life. And that's what this is really all about. If you're a veteran who suspects that you developed an illness due to these burn pits, during your service, you can go to va.gov backslash pact to apply for your benefits. If you apply by 11.59 tonight, you could be eligible for benefits dating back to last August. Well, this week, the city of Austin will move into stage two water restrictions. Starting tomorrow, automatic and hose end watering can only be done one day a week and only after 7 p.m. Now, if you wash your car at home, you can only use an auto shut up valve or a bucket. And listen to this, restaurants may only serve water upon request. Something to think about if you go out to eat. Breaking any of these restrictions could result in an up to $1,000 fine for each violation. We will be uh, um, instituting a higher level of enforcement. Um, we've also hired some additional temporary staff to help us with those additional enforcement efforts. Um, and of course, um, you know, we do have the opportunity to levy fines for folks that are fine, uh, found violating. The city says you can also report violators via 311. We have a map on KXAN.com made by our digital data reporter, Christopher Adams, and it shows you what restrictions are in place in your area. Thank you, Kristen. This time of year can be really expensive for parents. A lot of families breaking the bank, trying to get those school supplies for their kids. Trevor Sakaki has tips to help you save money. Sending your kid to the classroom this week could cost you more than ever. According to a new survey from the National Retail Federation, back-to-school shopping will hit more than $41 billion this year, more than $4 billion greater than last year. If you want to save, you have to be smart. One of my favorite things is now so many apps have the ability to scan and you can compare prices right there in store. Stephanie Rodriguez-Neely is the founder of the Tampa Bay Moms Group. She's done her fair share of school supply runs. She said patience on some items can mean savings. Hold off on those. It's hard to find because everybody gets that same generic list. So everyone in that grade at that school is hunting for those items that might not be necessary. And you're going to find them easier and probably cheaper a week or two weeks later. Rodriguez-Neely also said you can save on those school clothes, too. The survey found families with elementary through high school age kids will spend nearly $900 on everything from binders to backpacks. And college students and their families are expected to spend nearly $1,400 per person. This increase is mostly caused by the highest ever demand for electronics and computer-related accessories. That was Trevor Sachaki reporting. Preparing for school, expensive for teachers, too. The National Education Association says teachers are going to spend up to $820 of their own money on supplies. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you, Astros and Rangers. Continuing that tight AL West race. 
Texas Rangers with a two and a half game lead going into Sunday's series finale. Let's go out west first with the Rangers. Well, they were down to their final strike against the Giants, but all he needs a chance. And J.P. Martinez gives it to him, legs out a double on that base hit, so he's in scoring position. And then Ezekiel Duran at the plate, and they put Martinez in motion so he can score on an infield hit. And just like that, going to extra innings. And then, boy, it gets wacky. Runners at first and third, and Camino Duvall, box. Box in the go-ahead run. Did he balk in the game-winning run? Well, Will Smith strikes out Jock Peterson, so there are two outs with that runner at second. And then he did not balk in the winning run. That's because Patrick Bailey unloads a walk-off. Giants win it 3-2. to two. Rangers coming home to take on the Angels. Angels in Houston yesterday, and this was another low-scoring tight ball game. Third inning, Mickey Moniak drills one into right field, and... That scores the first run of the ball game. Bottom of the fourth inning for the Astros. Two on, two outs, and Mauricio Dubon can't get it done, so stays one to nothing. Then in the sixth, the difference. Shohei Otani, 41st home run. Angels win it 2-1, to one, the final score. So, no change in the standings. Astros continue to trail the Rangers by two and a half games. We are now less than two weeks out from high school football. A week from Thursday, we've got our first KBVO high school game of the week. McCallum and Anderson from House Park. Back to you. For those listening on our KXAN Today podcast, thanks for being with us. Here's what else we're tracking in our 5 o'clock hour. Sally Hernandez live outside Kasurik Elementary in Austin. Kids heading back to school today for their first day.